0: It's a joy to be back with the uh, international Zoom prayer. I appreciate the way this continues and the diehard uh, commitment to it, so many. In previous devotionals, I've emphasized uh, the theme of this gathering, United Prayer, but then the last time I spoke, I emphasized United Witness, the corporate witness of the church, which is something that is so often overlooked. I've often said from my pulpit, it it does not take a village to raise a a child, like a former first lady of our country has infamously said. It doesn't take a village to raise a child, but it does take a church to raise a child of God. And uh, you can probably attest to the truth of that. But today, I'd like to move on from talking about corporate witness to talking about united praise. And I'm sure that The element of praise has been emphasized a number of times in devotionals. But I'm learning that the devil fights praise even more than prayer. Uh, Any soldier in a foxhole with bullets whizzing overhead is, is going to be praying. The devil doesn't fight that too much. But he sure fights sincere praise. In Psalm 22, the great... Psalm of the Cross of the Good Shepherd giving his life for the sheep, we read in verse three, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And I think it would be good for us to just think about that for a moment. God inhabits the praises of his people. It stands to reason that his presence is most manifest we've talked a lot about the manifest presence of God. I believe his presence is most manifest when his people are sincerely praising him from their hearts. We recently had a Singspiration service. We quite often do that on a fifth Sunday night of the month. And although we emphasize preaching very much, sometimes we'll just have a time of of singing interspersed with scripture. We did that this night. And we close with that great hymn, The Sands of Time Are Sinking. And the final stanza closes with the phrase, The Lamb is all the glory of Emmanuel's land. You may be familiar with that great hymn, The Lamb is all the glory of Emmanuel's land. And I don't know, something came over me. My heart was full I was just lifted up in the ways of the Lord. And I thought it was just me. You know, I get carried away sometimes. I get accused of being Bapticostal. But uh, then a few days later, I was talking with a visitor at a ball game. And he brought it up. And he said the same thing. He said, my heart was full after that service of praise to the Lord. And so I thought, well, it wasn't just me after all. God was dealing with a a number of us. Jonathan Edwards, who's the inspiration for this United Prayer meeting that's been going on for some time, he experienced revival even before George Whitefield came from England and the first Great Awakening was sparked. But he experienced it in his home church, the church he pastored, the Congregationalist Church in Northampton, Massachusetts in the 1730s. And uh, this is what uh, Jonathan Edwards said, reflecting on that. He said, it was in the singing of praises that my people felt most enlarged and truly worshiped God. Then he went on to preach, and he said, praise is one of the chief employments of heaven, but it needs to begin now in this world. And so uh, uh, Edwards, I think, has a right to speak on this matter because he experienced revival in his church, 300 people were swept into the kingdom of God in the space of six months. That may not seem to be a lot compared to Pentecost or other times in history, renowned revivals of history. But when you uh, realize that the population of Northampton, Massachusetts at that time was only 1,000, that's pretty amazing. 300 people swept into the kingdom of God. Can I leave with you just a couple of thoughts and then a couple of applications Uh, Today, first of all, corporate praise is a powerful weapon against Satan and his forces. I've been privileged to hear a couple of devotionals in this prayer meeting from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I won't uh, repeat a lot there because you're familiar with that story where godly King Jehoshaphat is leading the armies of Israel against their confederate enemies, Moab and Ammon and the children of Seir. And God ordained the most unusual battle plan. I don't think this has been ever studied in war college anywhere. Singers were were to go out in front of the armies of Judah. And they were to say, praise the Lord. Sing, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And it says there, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against these enemies. And they were smitten before them. All that was left to do for the armies of Judah was to gather the spoil, and that took three days. So thorough was the rout of the enemy. Praise is a powerful weapon, but it's also a powerful testimony to the unsaved. I love the 40th Psalm and the very familiar Psalm. Verse 3, David said, and he hath put a new song." in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I got uh, really intrigued by that phrase, see it. How do people see our praise? I thought it'd be something they would hear. But no one says that, that many shall see it and fear. Well, they'll see it on our countenances. They'll behold our praise in our unity in our love for one another, in our lives that are ordered to right. My number one prayer as the lead pastor of Friendship Baptist Church here in Raleigh has become that unbelievers and visitors who come, and we've been having a host of them lately, that from the first time they set foot on the premises of Friendship Baptist Church and behold our united praise and the operations of the Spirit, they will, as it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 25, they will fall down on their faces and worship God and report that God is among us of the truth. I desire that more than anything. A couple of applications, and then I'll be done. We can pray. Let's, let's be quick to note God's blessing. Let's be quick of scent to realize when he's answered prayer and to give him praise. Last Sunday evening, we had a holy hush to come over our United Prayer Service, we've made the Sunday evening service our corporate prayer meeting because everybody's there. We don't do it on Wednesday night anymore. We do it on Sunday night. And um, after a message by our Hispanic pastor who preached for the first time in English, that surprised everybody, but it caused him to slow down. And uh, there was a much greater impact. People really assessed what he was saying. It was great. And then we had a video from one of our missionaries who asked had asked us out of some embarrassment for some money so he could fly back to Costa Rica to witness to his dying father, his father dying with cancer. We sent him some emergency help and uh, he was able to report to us in a personal way on this video that for the first time in 52 years, He heard his father pray, and his prayer was to ask Jesus to save him. And he said the thing that he wasn't ready for was how he called in his children, three of them, one at a time. And he confessed things that shocked them, but he wanted to clear his conscience with them before the Lord took him home. There was hardly a dry eye in the house that night. As we praise the Lord together, that was the best $2,000 we ever gave, the best $2,000. And then a lady was there who just got saved three months ago. She's growing so wonderfully. Her husband thinks we're a cult. He wouldn't even come to see her baptized. But just in the last two weeks, (laughs) he remarked to Sherry, he said, uh, is there any place I could sit at that church where nobody would notice me? I can't believe this is the same guy who's softening toward the gospel. Then we got an email from one of our missionaries in war-torn Ukraine, national missionaries. An Orthodox priest had just written Oleg, our missionary, to tell him that as a result of Oleg's witnessing to him over the years, he had just given his heart to Christ. He was a priest, but he'd never been saved. I think Priests need to be saved, don't you? And uh, he said, "Can I come by your church and uh, and give a testimony of what God did for me?" And there was just a note of praise throughout the whole service of things that had happened recently. The, this was not stuff we dredged up from the distant past. Perhaps you're asking, "Well, is Satan fighting at friendship?" Oh, you better believe it. He's hopping mad. He's livid, far more than usual. He's attacking in insidious and pernicious ways. But it's because God is working and the people are praising him and he hates it. Now, if we find ourselves, for whatever reason, bowed down with, with grief and anxiety and negative thoughts and we just can't praise the Lord, what should we do? Let me give you two quick prescriptions, okay? This is a divine prescription. Number one, we need to go to Psalm Uh, to Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah 61, verse 3, and after those messianic first two verses that Jesus quoted when he spoke in the hometown synagogue of Nazareth, it says this, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I believe God is willing to give us that exchange still today. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And then another passage that comes to my mind, carrying on in this theme is Psalm 42, verse 11, repeated in Psalm 43, verse 5. David was dejected. David was probing his doubts to the bottom. And he said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you dejected? Why art thou disquieted, the King James says. That means, why are you in turmoil? And then he answers his own question. He says, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. I think this verse is repeated over the course of two Psalms to show us that we need to be persistent in waiting upon God in deep soul searching until we can praise him. Let's not be content to live without praise. May God help us to find that praise is the release valve for the burden of of prayer, and it is a burden. May praise become the default setting of all of our gatherings, and maybe God wants to use us to spark that. Thank you.